<laughs> Hi, everyone. Happy Monday. We are in it to win it today. We have a live class. We'll be talking about blood administration. And as you guys know, this comes from where? Give me the page number if you have it. This comes from QuickBooks. <laughs> I love this book. Um, everything that you need to know about blood administration is in the Quick Facts book, okay? But I'm going to give you some background context on it if you're in nursing school or if you read it and you still were like, hey, I wish somebody would explain it to me. So we are going to, right away, we're going to this clipboard here. You guys know you love it. When I don't have it, you ask for it. So here's the clipboard. All right. And so when we talk about blood administration, we first have to talk about blood compatibility. And it's very interesting that we literally think about this. We started doing blood transfusions in the 1600s. So 1600s, people were doing blood transfusions. However, some people would live, some people would die. And the doctors never knew why. They never knew why. They just knew that patients needed blood. But whether you survived it or not was like, she lived. Um, and the reason why some people were dying because they were given incompatible blood, incompatible blood. So that was starting in the 1600s. It was not until the 1900s, the 1900s, that this came out. So this is very important. I say anybody who has blood in their body needs to know this information. So let's make it simple. All right. So when we talk about antigen blood types, how many are there? There are four antigen blood types that you need to know for nursing school. You need to know for NCLEX. You need to know for life. All right. I put the first two on here to help you out, but give them to me. We have type A. We have type B. We have mm, and we have mm. what are they? All right. They are type. I'm looking for them in the comments. Hi, everybody. Class is starting. This is a rolling class. OK, um, we also have type A, B and we have type. Oh, perfect. So if you remember this, you're off to a fantastic start because this is the beginning. This is where it starts. So when I talk about blood compatibility, depending on your antigen type and antigen, antigen is just a um, it's like a marker. It's like a flag. It's like a uniform on your red blood cells. So every red blood cell will either have A, B, A, B or O uniform one, right? It'll have that, say like it's like a t-shirt that they're wearing. So in our immune system, we have antibodies that will attack other types of antigens that do not belong. So part of our NCLEX information is to know which antigens can go with which other antigens, right? Or which antigens produce which blood antibodies. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's do it. I, I tried to start it so it's as easy as possible because this can get complicated when you're trying to read it. So if a red blood cell is wearing a A t-shirt, all right, then antibodies will be produced for any other red blood cell that is a B, okay? So if you don't have the right uniform on, the body is going to say, we need to fight this person. We need to fight this this and this this antigen 
All right. So if a red blood cell has a B marker on it, a B flag, a B t-shirt, however you want to say, then it will not be compatible. So A does not like B. Okay. A does not like B. Okay. Now, B, what do you think? What do you think B antigens will not allow in their system? The Bs are not going to like the what? Very simple. You can only be A or B, right? Um, so the Bs are not going to like the A's. So if a person, very good. So if a person is a B blood type, they cannot get A, okay? Now, let me just make sure, all right? So they're not going to like the A's at all. They're not going to like the A's. Now, what about AB? What about AB? Okay. AB is going to allow anybody to come through because you either have an A or a B. So because AB has both of them, AB is cool. AB is like, hey, we don't really go off on anybody around here because we're wearing an A and a B. So that's fine. AB, they won't attack anything. And that is why AB is considered the universal what? The universal receiver or the universal recipient. Now the final, okay, the final is O. And O is unique because it's not an A or a B. Thing about O is that O has antibodies that will attack A and will attack B. So O is very particular, okay? And O is very popular because O can go into other, you know, it can go into other blood types, but it's very particular what it allows in, okay? So do we understand the antibodies, how that works now? It's pretty straightforward if you're a visual learner or if you've read about this. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the blood compatibility. So what is allowed? So we know that O is friendly to everybody. So if you are an A blood type, you allow other A's, okay? And then you will also allow what? If you're an A, you will allow A and you will allow O, okay? If you're a B, you will allow B like yourself and you will also allow O. That's what if you are an AB, AB loves everybody. All four can get in. You could be an A, you could be a B, you could be an O, you could be a AB. Okay. And then what about this? If you are an O, which blood are you allowing to come in? If you are an O blood type, Mark and I actually are both O's. We're both O's. So all of our kids have O blood types, okay? If you're an O, you only allow O. Oof. Okay, so we did the blood types here. Now, this is step one, because we talked about, um, this, is, this can be a complicated subject. So the next part of this is the positive and the negatives. Let's go into the positives and the negatives, okay? So these are the four antigen types. 
These are the compatibilities and these are the antibodies that are produced. Yay. Okay. So when you talk about blood compatibility, you cannot neglect positive or negative. Okay. You cannot neglect positive or negative. Where do we get the positive and negative from? Okay. Where do we get the positive or negative from? The positive or negative comes from the RH factor. Okay. It comes from the RH factor. Now, typically we see RH factor. If you're in the V2, we talk about RH factor in what lecture? In pregnancy. All right. In pregnancy. But it starts way before there. Okay. It starts in our fundamentals. So if you remember, RH factor tells you if a patient is, tells you if a patient is positive. Okay. Or negative. Okay. Positive or negative. And that's A positive, B positive, AB positive, AB negative. And so all you have to remember when it comes to this is that if a patient is positive, okay, they will allow blood that is what? They will allow blood that is positive or negative. Okay, so if we go back here and we look at blood group A, we said A will allow A and O. But now we understand that because if the person is A positive, they will allow A positive or A negative. They will allow O positive or O negative. They'll allow both, yeah. So all positive people allow both. But if a person has the rhesus factor, and rhesus, RH is rhesus, rhesus is a type of monkey, and they discovered this on, on the rhesus monkey first. So that's why they call it rhesus factor or RH factor. But if a person is RH negative, they will only allow what type of blood? They will only allow negative, exactly. And so this is very important. This is why we talk about RH positive and negative in pregnancy. Because what happens if an RH negative patient gets positive blood? What happens? What will their blood begin to do? What did I tell you? Their blood will begin to what? It will begin to clump up, all right? It, it will begin to have, the patient will begin to have massive blood clots. It will aggregate, okay? Um, and, and so that is why this is very important, the negative and negative stay together, okay? Right, big problems, great job. So let me do, let me do a little quiz here. Since you guys know blood compatibility, you've been paying attention so well in this review class. Okay, let's try to do this together. So if a patient, if a patient is A negative, what type of blood set give me the blood type and also give me whether it'll be positive or negative okay yep if a patient is a negative then we know and this should be super simple now okay this should be super simple now where you'll get these right on every test good job i like it they will accept a negative or o negative and somebody put that Okay. All right. Now let's do, let's do B. If a patient is B positive, 
what will they accept? But patients, B positive, what are we putting down? Good job. A negative or O negative. B positive will be what? We're moving on. Yes. B positive. What else do we have? B positive. Okay. Or B negative. No matter. Okay. Or O positive or O negative. Okay. So this person has a lot more options. Okay, good. Good, you guys feeling comfortable with this now? Now, what about O negative? If the patient is O negative, what blood are we going to, we have to make sure, we must make sure the O negative person only gets what? Only gets O negative, yes. So I can see this being a huge safety point on NCLEX because this patient is very particular. This patient is very particular. So this is the way we do this, guys. Um, if you don't have this information memorized, just save this video, okay? And make sure that you look over it again. Itself, I like that. It can only accept itself. Welcome to Monday Motivation, guys. I love it. This is blood administration. We just had a fantastic review. Now, let's, um, let me tell you this. The seven days of NCLEX is happening. <laughs> Somebody asked me during, actually, you asked me during Black Friday, was I doing a holiday event? And yes, of course, I'm doing the seven days of NCLEX. You guys know what time it is. Seven days of NCLEX is our amazing annual holiday event where every night for seven days, we actually focus on a patient. We will have a patient assignment. We will have a case study. We will have actual clinical problems that we will be solving together. And guess what I call it? First shift, second shift, third shift, fourth shift, fifth shift, sixth shift, seventh shift. And we come all the way from the day after Christmas and we bring in New Year's studying. And so this, again, will be our whew, seven days of NCLEX. Get excited. Get excited. It's happening. You got to sign up for it, though, so you can get the workbook, get your patient assignments. It's so easy to do. Go to remarnurse.com forward slash seven days. You signed up for it already. You signed up for it already. You guys knew that this was going to be an awesome study time. I, honestly, I can't wait. I the workbook, you guys, is going to be off the hook. So be prepared for it. Signed up, seven days of NCLEX is dropping now. I want to see you there. I want to see you there. And again, look, I'm giving you guys the holiday, okay? Because I said it's the day after Christmas. So go ahead, celebrate Christmas time with your family. And then after that, tell them, I got New Year's goals. I'm going to be at every seven days, every seven days. All right. So blood administration, let's get into it. You guys are already experts on this subject as far as I'm concerned. So just strap in for the difficult questions I have at the end of this. Blood administration is a frequent procedure in which donated blood or components are administered through the client's IV line, okay? Um, blood transfusion, they replenish blood and also the blood components that have been deficient. So blood transfusions are a very common procedure and they get better over time as we know. Now, when I say blood or a patient needs blood or if the doctor says your patient needs blood, he could be talking about very specific things 
uh, in a blood makeup. So let's talk about what can be donated. Red blood cells, which we know they transport oxygen and they also help with waste removal. Um, white blood cells, of course, they support the body in fighting illnesses. A patient can just get plasma, which is the liquid component of blood. Patients can get platelet injections, okay? Platelet transfusions. And so this helps with the normal blood clotting ability. And then cryoprecipitate, this also helps in blood clotting if a patient has to get cryo. These are all terms I expect you to be familiar with as you are preparing for your NCLEX exam. So glad we did this review and I can just say that there are four major blood groups and the blood groups are determined by the presence of the two antigens A and B on the red blood cells. So if there is no A or B on the red blood cells, that patient is considered a, a, a O, okay? Meaning it does not have antigens. So in addition to the A and B, we also know that there is a protein on red blood cells and that protein makes you either positive or negative. And by looking at these two factors, you can get the eight most common blood types, which are A positive, A negative, B positive, B negative, O positive, O negative, and then AB positive, AB negative. All right. And again, we did this in a visual chart where you kind of did some critical thinking, but for my visual learners, you might want to see it again. So if you're talking about type A, that means the antigen A is present, but B is not. Type B, you will see the B flag waving, you will not see an A. AB has both antigens A and B on that red blood cell. And then type O will neither have an A nor a B present. There are four types of blood transfusions that I wanted to just stop in and mention. You have the transfusion of the red blood cells where the person may receive actual red blood cells. And so when you think about what is the function of a red blood cell, a red blood cell transfusion is going to help with anemia, such as iron deficiency anemia, or if the person has a specific blood disease. Platelet transfusions can benefit those who have chemotherapy or a platelet disease. Plasma transfusion contains proteins that are important. So a plasma transfusion may be administered if your patient has, what, burns, infection, or liver failure. That plasma is going to help that patient. And then whole blood transfusions, you typically see this in the ER the ICU. This is where the person has a hemorrhagic loss and they require everything. They require the red blood cells, the white blood cells, and platelets. So what are the conditions that you need to be familiar with speaking in general when you talk about blood administration? Well, anemia, you know, when we talk about anemia, looking at the hemoglobin and the hematocrit, a person is not getting enough red blood cells from various things, they're probably not getting enough iron. And so this can be referred to as iron deficiency anemia, a blood transfusion would be the solution. Also hemophilia as well, where the patient's blood does not clot, blood transfusion is going to be 
the answers for that. Some cancers have internal bleeding that is associated with them. Did you know that? Some cancers will cause you to bleed. Um, you'll, it will have blood disorders such as leukemia, leukemia. And so when that happens, when you have a blood disorder like leukemia, you, you need blood transfusions in order to survive. This was, um, this was actually something one of my, my most dearest family members, my great grandmother, um, she actually passed away from leukemia. And what they told us when she was diagnosed was essentially the only cure right now that we have for it is if she gets a blood transfusion every week. And then it would become a blood transfusion every two days in order to extend her life. Now, she was in her 80s, I believe, at the time. So, of course, you know, they're essentially saying that with this kind of aggressive treatment, you have to make the patient comfortable. So these are very real. These are very real conditions that we need to be aware of. Another indication of a blood transfusion is sickle cell anemia. We know that the red blood cells are mal malformed. And so they need help. They need help with maintaining their iron levels and in, in preventing clotting. All right. Um, kidney disease. It develops when the kidneys are in, injured. Liver disease develops when, of course, the liver fails to function normally and then severe bleeding during childbirth. If you go into the hospital to have a baby, they will ask if you've ever had blood before and if you are okay with getting blood. So that's something um, that you need to be prepared for. Surgery and or a serious accident. Hey, part of us working together during this study session is making sure we have our share goals. So let me just tell you, our share goal number today is 300. We have 123. So smash that like button if you're on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. But our number we're trying to get to is 300. So see how many we have now and help us get there. All right. Complications that we need to be made aware of for our patients are an allergic reaction. And of course, an allergic reaction is going to happen if the antibody sensitivity is activated. Woo. And so what we're going to see are allergic reaction signs, flushing in the patient, hives and rash, itchiness, breathing difficulties, and laryngeal edema. Now, look at this. Also, you can have a febrile non-hemolytic reaction. And so this is caused by a hypersensitivity to the donor's white blood cells, plasma or plasma platelets or plasma protein, I should say. And so this is one of the most common symptoms of a blood transfusion complication. And so this is why, you know what, we always are checking our patient's temperature. Whenever you give blood, you check that temperature before you check that temperature after, because this is also pretty common too. You'll have sudden chills and fever, flushing, headache, and anxiety, which is a real feeling. Sepsis, this can happen when the blood or components are infected with microbes. And so what our patient's going to present with is chills that appear suddenly, vomiting, severe hypotension, and as well, elevated temperature. Circulatory overload occurs when the blood volume is administered at a rate faster than the circulation can handle. So if that blood is given too quickly, 
it is going to overwhelm your circulatory system. And so your IVP is going to increase. Shortness of breath is going to occur. Rails and crackles means that your lungs are retaining fluid. Of course, enlarged or distended veins in the neck. Patient will develop a cough. These are the symptoms of congestive heart failure that you're going to see. And it's just like fluid overload, high blood pressure. And so, you know, when we are when we're considering studying for NCLEX, we have to be able to determine the differences between these two. So what does sepsis look like versus circulatory overload? Or what does an allergic reaction from blood look like versus circulatory overload? So keep these things in mind as we're moving forward. How am I making the connections? How am I making the connections um, to the patient on this? All right. And then again, I talked about this, a hemolytic reaction. I'm, I'm spending a lot of time doing definition work here. If you guys know, notice, a lot of these definitions are not in quick facts because they are common terms and languages that we are learning early on. But for the purposes of here, I want to just make sure because I have a wider audience who watches me that you, you guys are understanding where we're starting from. A lot of new subscribers here are just getting into nursing school. And so they don't have the same depth of language as some people who are studying for the NCLEX. So if it seems like, oh, this is a review of things I already know, bear with us, bear with us, okay? Um, and so the hemolytic reaction, this essentially just means that the blood is incompatible, okay? The blood is incompatible. So things that you wanna monitor for are pain in the lower back, and this is due to kidney inflammation. When a patient, remember in our clinical um, discussions, if a patient comes in and they say, oh, I got flank pain, flank pain, my lower back is hurting, right? That's going to be a sign that maybe they have a, especially if it's like an older patient, they come in, they say, I'm, I'm, I have dehydration and flank pain, you know, they're dry, they have flank pain you're thinking that they have a kidney issue, usually a, maybe a UTI, right? And so when a person has flank pain, that indicates kidney inflammation, but when they're receiving blood, it could be something more serious. So you're gonna have chills, feeling of fullness, tachycardia, that means the heart rate goes up, up, up. Flushing to kidneya means the what is fast, the breathing, okay? low blood pressure, bleeding, vascular collapse, and acute kidney failure. So what do we do before we give blood? These two things are very important that you need to know. All right, we're going to do the ABO testing. Means is your patient A, B, or O, or AB. And so we need to know this. And then the RH or the rhesus factor. Not going to go much into that because we reviewed it, but you have to know these two before you give anybody blood. Also, they can do an antibody identification where they actually look, all right, they look, they do an antibody screening to see, okay, if this person is type B, do they have those A antibodies? And then cross-matching is a term. You'll hear type and cross-matching. Cross-matching is the final stage in obtaining the red cell units acceptable for transfusion. So when you cross match, it just means you're putting a confirmation seal of approval that the 
patient and the donor are compatible, that they both go together. So you always want to do type and cross match. Here are some things to consider before you give anybody blood. Every single time, no matter who it is, no matter how long you have been doing it, I never even, I don't do nothing with blood until I verify the order that the doctor wrote the order and also that the patient has the what? Like they they agree, like I, I want this blood because the last thing you want to do, and I've seen this as a nurse, hang blood on a patient because the doctor wrote the order, but you didn't do number two. You didn't look for the consent and there's blood hanging and the wife is in the room and she's like, why is my husband getting blood? And you're like, the doctor ordered blood. And the wife will say, I'm the power of attorney and I did not consent to give my husband blood. You in trouble. You in trouble. Okay. So never hang blood without a doctor's order and verify consent, please. Okay. Never do that. Also, we have to do our education. Just essentially, I'm giving you blood, but I need you to tell me immediately if you feel this, 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 and this, okay? So educating the patient. And then um, having at least two registered nurses check the blood label, meaning that you sit down with another nurse, you look at the patient's wristband, you have the nurse say the patient's name, and so it's not one person verifying the identity, but two nurses are checking the serial number of the blood, the blood component, the blood type, the RH factor, and date of expiration. Very, very important to do because blood expires. And so we definitely don't want to give our patient expired blood either. Great stuff. Also, um, we're going to use two nurses to identify the client get those vital signs. I, as a, as, a, as a registered nurse, I get the vital signs before I go get the blood. So before I go get the blood, I can call the doctor and say, hey, the patient has a temperature. What do you want me to do? Okay. And so these are just little things, especially nurses. If you're working with a nurse's aide, let me just say this. If you're working with a nurse's aide, but you know you have to give blood to a patient, do yourself a favor do that nurse's aid a favor, take your own vital signs. This is what I did all the time because think about the workload of a nurse's aid. They may have 12 patients. They may have, you know, 10 patients, eight patients. It may take them some time to get vital signs. Why would you hold up your work, your progress by waiting on a blood pressure that you know you can get yourself, okay? So, do yourself a favor, especially when you're a new nurse. I think there is a benefit to you doing your own vital signs. It helps you to stay more connected to your patients. Just, it's just how I roll, okay? Um, but you, you're going to figure it out. Um, also, you're doing strict aseptic technique during blood administration using um, 18, 19 gauge needle. Very important because you want to have a patent IV. And then I have here um, also, of course, you know, you need to use micron mesh filter tubing, wide tubing, because we always hang what with blood? We always hang normal saline with blood, normal saline with blood. And so you want to use um, filter tubing. That's in your quick box. Okay. Um, again, we are never giving dextrose. I saw a couple of... Um, 
I saw a couple of research articles where a patient was prescribed dextrose water before a blood administration. And even though the nurse stopped the dextrose water and hung normal saline, that dextrose still interacted with the blood. And so um, it's very important that dextrose be not in your patient system. And that if, if your patient's already on dextrose, you're able to identify that this is not compatible with blood. Okay. All right. Causes hemolysis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Avoid side effects. Um, so we're not using blood IV lines for anything else. We're not going to mix any other medications or anything like that in there. And then also we are checking for changes in the vital sign. So uh, common sense things, guys. If a transfusion reaction is suspected, these are the following things that you need to do. All right. Um, and so this is what you're going to do. You're going to discontinue. So stop the blood. Okay. Stop the blood. Keep the IV open. And what do we begin to infuse right away? Normal saline. That's why it should already be hung. That's why it should already be hung. It should be already ready to go. Okay. So stop the IV. Don't take the IV out. Just run the normal saline. Then you're going to call the doctor, right? Let the doctor know right away. Um, and then, you know, vital signs, you got to get a blood sample and a urine sample as well. All right. Again, if you guys are just joining me, seven days of inquest. We're about to get into the questions about this specific topic, blood administration. But the seven days of NCLEX is literally just like two weeks away. And so I want to make sure that you guys are signed up for it and ready to go. Seven days of NCLEX will be bigger, I think, over the course of seven days than anything else. It's the longest review that I do consecutively. So every night, be ready for class. Seven shifts. Shout out to Nurse Jacquees that says this. Hey, right before the seven days, I passed my NCLEX on December 1st after 17 years. Imagine that using V2 in QuickSag. This is a season for miracles. Thanks you, Regina and Team Remar. May God bless you and your families for all you do for us. To God be the glory. Say congratulations, guys. This is amazing. 17 years. Wow. What a holiday treat for all of us. December 1st. Whew. You're done studying. You just came here to give a report. Okay, I love it. There's more. Is there anybody else? Uh, Nurse Miller says, I'm a repeat taker with Remar on my third attempt. I passed December 6th. 19 case studies, 15 select all that apply questions. No calculations. Thank you, Remar. No, third time. Such a blessing. Thank you for not giving up on yourself. There are many people who have tested twice and they say, just forget about it. I'm not going back. And you did not do that. You stuck with it, guys. Whatever is worth it, I'm telling you, it's not easy to do. All right. The things that are most difficult are the things that are worth it because now you have your nursing license and you're able to proceed on. Hey, I am pre thymol Cora. I passed my NCLEX exam with 85 questions on September 6th. Thank you, Remar. Thank you so much for coming on here. This is still the year. This is still the year, 2023. Hi, Professor Regina, Mark, and Remar family. I wanted to let you all know I passed my NCLEX RN on October 27th on my first 
try at 85 questions. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it for everybody. All right, passing your exam. Okay, here we go. Nurse NG says, hi, Professor Regina, took my NCLEX. This is, this is motivation for you right now, somebody that, that doesn't want to study that gave up. Hi, Professor Regina, took my NCLEX RN on December 6th and passed. This was my second attempt. Repeat test takers, you can do this. I did quick facts and watch, and I did quick facts and V2, watched almost all your YouTube videos. Thank you, Mark, for all the prayers, faith over fear. God did it. God did it for you indeed. God did it for you indeed. Blessed Assurance, I passed on NCLEX December 6th. Blessed Assurance, I remember this name. Thank you, Regina and Mark, for Remar Nurses. Congratulations, everybody. This is why you're here. This is why you come to class because you want to be next. All right. You want to be next. And so if you're here, mm -hmm, if you're here, then um, you have the goal. So you know what the common denominator for all these nurses were? Do you know? Did it say that I did 100 questions a day? Did it say that I was grinding day and night? No. This is what they did. Bam. They did B2. They did quick facts. And they came to class. Okay. I am telling you, this is the work that has to be done. And a lot of it, what you guys understand, a lot of it is mental. A lot of it is mental. It is putting one foot in front of the other every time you have the opportunity, okay? It's every time you have the opportunity. And I push this in front of you guys. I'm always saying, what am I always saying? V2, 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 V2. I'm not just saying V2 because I like to say V2. I'm saying V2 because it's changing people's lives. And it's taking them from being just, oh, I watched this girl on YouTube to I'm in this thing. I'm serious. I'm committed. I have a test date. I have a plan. There's such a difference. There's such a difference. So if you're watching this and you're like, I want to take it to the next level, I'm tired of being in this place where mm, I do this casually. Like, mm, I want to be a nurse some days, some days I don't. You're ready to be all in. You're ready to be all in. And even if you just have quick facts, okay? This book is great, but this book does not have the things in B2. There's another level, okay? There's another level. Faith over fear, get the winning combo right here, okay? And I just paused for the cost to tell you that you don't have to worry about what you need to do because there is a study calendar. Every single time you sit down, if you are following this calendar, okay, it will tell you just when to watch the videos and when to study quick facts. That's it. That's it, okay? It will do that for you. So let's get into the community aspect of the study session. It's the study questions, NCLEX questions. Somebody tell me how many likes do I have? I'm going for 300. Okay, NCLEX questions. Bam. Okay, first question is this. We're talking blood administration. What's next? Here we go. What statement is correct about blood typing? Number one, the blood plasma has three antigens. A, B, and O. Two, both antigens, A and B, are missing in blood type AB. Three, blood type O, both have antigens A and B. Or four, the RH factor is a protein that can be either present or absent. Come on in, it's time to win. I'm not gonna hold y'all long, but these are the questions that test whether you really know something or you're just pretending like you know something, okay? 
All right, I don't have my share goal likes, so I need about 20 more people to tap in. We need 300 likes. Okay, question number one. The answer to this is, ah, number four. Number four, the rhesus factor or RH factor is a protein found outside a red blood cell. And so people are either RH positive or RH negative. Okay, so they either have the protein or they don't have the protein. Very good to everybody who got that one right. If you didn't, keep on studying. Question number two says this, human blood consists of different components. What is the liquid component of blood? Is it number one, plasma? Two, platelet? Three, cryoprecipitate? Or four, white blood cells? Come on, guys, come on in. I know I got nurses from all over. I just need you to take one second, focus in on this. Get serious about NCLEX for another couple minutes, and then that you can check off. I've done my Remar weekly Monday. Okay, I'm coming back on Wednesday though, so we're not done. This is just the beginning. All right, question number two, the correct answer is, great job. Did you learn that plasma, okay, also known as blood plasma, is the base liquid for whole blood? So what it looks like when the red blood cells are separated, it is actually a yellow. It's like a straw-colored liquid. That's your plasma. And patients can just get plasma. All right, I'm turning up the heat on this one. Which of the following intravenous medications should the nurse avoid administering during a blood transfusion? Number one, pantoprazole. Manitol, three, insulin, four, metronidazole. Okay, here we go, here we go. Mm, 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 mm. So now I'm asking you to think beyond just the act of administering blood and mix up some pharmacology, a little razzle-dazzle. What medication do you not want to get? <laughs> all right correct answer i see the comments on the screen i gotta go with you guys that pick number two mannitol this is a diuretic and you know one thing about mannitol it's a specific diuretic it's not a loop diuretic so this this specific diuretic can cause cellular dehydration which will actually cause some hemolysis of red blood cells during the transfusion so you don't want to give mannitol while you're doing a blood transfusion, okay? All right, question number four. Here we go. A nurse is caring for a patient who requires a blood transfusion. The patient has O negative blood, okay? Which of the following donor blood types would be most appropriate for this patient? Come on, guys. What did we say? Here we go. Is it A positive? Is it O positive? Is it O negative? Is it AB positive? And as you guys can see, this one is so, so important. So nice. I had to do it twice. Because this one is make or break. Hey, we, we only have 265. So if we don't get another 35 likes i'm gonna have to close the session which would be kind of cool but we haven't had to do that in a long time correct answer is number 
correct answer is number ah yes o negative please guys if y'all don't remember nothing else know that o is very specific and you cannot you cannot mix it with anything else i i i'm almost considering like this would be like one of the questions that would be on your exam okay very very straightforward but safety safety related okay guys so this week we didn't get the share goal we only have 277 277 likes we were trying to get to 300 on on youtube i'm sorry on youtube hit that like button see mark is trying to give y'all passes y'all i did say youtube okay so anyways before Okay, because I'm going to try to stall here for like another 10 minutes. Let me tell you about the seven days of NCLEX. Come on, guys. Okay, on, on YouTube. All right, now we at 285. So anyways, what the seven days of NCLEX is, because somebody asked me this, it started, it's going to start the day after Christmas. The day after Christmas in the United States is December 26th. So every nightish, some afternoons, we will have a patient presentation you will actually hear from a patient and then we are going to go over their assignment i thought i had the workbook here here i have i have sketches of it so it will be like this this is actually the first shift because i did it all right so we actually will have a patient assignment they'll have medications they'll have labs and then we will go over this together right so that's why I want you to get your workbook. And then these are all my notes, but these are the questions that we'll go over for first shift. And then we are doing a cash app giveaway, right? We're gonna do a cash app giveaway every night. And then it'll go into second shift. And so when you sign up, we will be sending you this workbook all seven shifts. All right, but I was working really hard on this this weekend. So I I'm, 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 can't wait until you guys get it. What, what, they made it. Did I do stalling? Okay. So now we can go into the questions. Okay, here we go. Good job, you guys. Um, how many questions a day do you suggest? If you have the study calendar, Rita, I actually suggest you do minutes instead of questions. So minutes, okay? All right, let's go. Bonus question, unlock. Seven days of NCLEX is coming up. Hey, that's a nice picture down there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, here we go. Uh, this question number five, in a hospital setting, four patients have a reported hemoglobin of 7.5. So everybody has the same hemoglobin. Which patient should the nurse prioritize to receive a blood transfusion first? Ha, ah, I knew it was good. It's good. All right. A patient with a history of diabetes mellitus. A patient with a history of COPD. That's number two. Three, a patient with a history of myocardial infarction. Or four, a patient with a history of asthma. Yep. So this is why you come to class. Here we go. In a hospital setting, four patients have a reported hemoglobin of 7.5. Okay. So everybody has the same hemoglobin. Everybody has the same hemoglobin here. These are the type of priority questions that you have to be familiar with because it goes beyond looking at just numbers. This is where critical thinking comes in. So hospital setting, everybody has hemoglobin 7.5. Who should get the blood transfusion first? Everybody needs a blood transfusion. Is it number one, a patient with a history of diabetes mellitus? Two, 
a patient with a history of COPD. Three, patient with a history of myocardial infarction. Or four, a patient with a history of asthma. So I see a lot of twos, see a lot of threes. So we get it down to two or three. And this is really great because most NCLEX questions, you're going to get it down to two and then struggle between which one should I go with, right? So in this situation, remember how I think about prioritization. The priority patient is patient number three. Yes, the patient with the history of myocardial infarction. Myocardial infarction is going to beat out most respiratory problems. So when you think about it, if a person is at risk for having a heart attack, how quickly does that cease oxygenation, right? A heart attack is going to beat shortness of breath because once your heart starts stops beating, I should say, once your heart stops beating, your body's going to require oxygen in about 30 seconds. And there's not going to be any cardiac activity to move that oxygen throughout the body. So myocardial infarctions are huge priorities. That's why we treat them as such in an inpatient or emergency room setting. So did you get that one right? Woo! <laughs> we had a great class today with the questions. And look how we turned blood transfusion, you know, blood administration, which is a very simple subject, but the questions that you can write based off of this simple procedure can be very, very challenging very, very challenging. So I'm so glad you came to class today because we hit some of those highlight questions. You did well. You were a safe nurse today. Monday class, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Wednesday class, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, okay? So those are your required attendance. If you are serious, I think, about passing NCLEX, you have to show up. All right. So great, 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 great. Uh, can I come back tonight? Not tonight, but on December 26th, I will be back. And I know people are asking me what times, what times. Um, the class is either going to be at 8 p.m. or noon. Okay. What? I'll be back on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Sign up for it. RemarNurse.com forward slash seven days. Okay. Seven days. And then you'll get the, let me show you real quick. RemarNurse.com is here at the bottom seven days and then you'll get the time schedule for every night or if it's in the afternoon sounds good okay so 8 p.m i know we were like please do it 8 p.m okay so monday motivation guys is just this thought new monday new hope new monday new hope and it as always this is this is what i'm this is where i am i think you're either one or two people so which one are you are you the type of person who are like, you're like, I got this. I'm fine. I can do it alone. I don't need no help. I'm kind of like independent person, right? Is that you? Or are you the type of person that's like, hey, can you help me? There is certainly a different mentality. There's a different posture with these two individuals. And I know a lot of times I struggle because I'm type one. I'm the type of person that's like, let me do it. I got this. I, I just, it's better when I do it. I do it right. I do it the way I want to do it. That's the type of person. Am I the only person like this? Or are you like the type of person that you don't mind letting somebody else help you? There's no shame in your game. You're like, ah, I got it. I, I, I need you to help me. Okay. 
So if you are one of these two types of people, you have different struggles for different reasons, especially though if you're type one, if you're the first type of person. On this journey to passing NCLEX, whenever you're really trying to do anything great, you get it done faster when you have the help of other people or when you are able to be humble enough to listen, okay? Even sometimes when it doesn't make sense what you're being asked to do. This is kind of like our theme last week, but um, today I wanted to revisit it because I think it's so important, especially you guys know that my, my motivation specifically comes from the Bible, all right? So Fishers of Men, Luke chapter five, this is a story that you may have heard, but let me just read it to you again. So anyways, this was happening. One day Jesus was standing by the lake, right? So Jesus, he had a, a people that were crowding around him. Many people came to listen to the word of God. So Jesus saw at the water's edge, two boats left there by fishermen. And the fishermen were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats. This boat belonged to Simon Peter. And he asked him to push it a little bit out. Then Jesus sat down and he taught people from the boat. And a lot of times when you're a public speaker and you have a crowd of people, it's better for you to be away from them so that everybody can hear you and see you equally, right? So usually public speakers, like when I speak to a class, I like to be in the front. And I like to have at least a microphone so that my voice projects. You want everybody to have the same experience. So Jesus would get into boats and he would teach from boats. All right. So when Jesus had finished speaking, he, he said to Simon Peter, go out in the deep and let down the nets for a catch. Okay. So he tells this fisherman to go back out and let down his net to catch fish. Okay. And what does Simon Peter say? He says to Jesus, okay, he says to Jesus, Master, we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. He's saying to him, like, basically, we are experts in what we do. We were working all night and we haven't caught anything. Then he says, but because you say so, I will let down the net, right? very, very profound statement right here. Did you catch it? Did you catch this? When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Mm. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then Jesus said to Simon Peter, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything and followed him. <laughs> you guys. Listen to this. This is so good. Okay. So this is the takeaways. Listening from others does not define your weaknesses. Okay. Following Jesus's direction leads to better results. Walk in faith, not in worry. Okay. And if you don't get it right, God can make it right. And 
I love this. I love this story so much because there's just some things that we are working alone very hard for. There are some things that when we try to do it without the help of God in our own wisdom, in our own way, we it ends up a mess. It ends up an absolute mess. And sometimes God will come into your situation and he will speak to you and tell you something that makes no sense at all. He will tell you, go back. He will tell you, slow down. He will tell you, stop. He will tell you, do it this way. And if we cannot be like Simon Peter, now Simon Peter was not perfect, but in this instance, he was obedient. And that is the missing link for a lot of us. A lot of us, we know we have a creator. We know we have a God. We know the commandments. We know the Bible stories. So we have all of that. But the one thing that we don't have, the one thing that we lack, like the rich young ruler, we lack the obedience in our lives. We lack the ability to just be radical, right? Just be radically obedient. And I say this a lot. um, We are like the rich young ruler. Most of us, we have it all. We have the clothes, we have the money, we have the car, we have the Wi-Fi, we have the internet, we have the Netflix, we have the hair, we have the nails, we have the job, we got the, we have it all, right? We come to God like, I'm good, it's me again. I know you, I praise you, I love you, it's your girl, right? And God is like, sell it all and follow me. And we like, ah, can't do that though. Can do anything else. Can't do that, God. Can't be obedient because God will take the one thing in your life that's an idol. The one thing that you that you worship, right? That's, that's the first thing, like the first commandment. Have no other gods before me. We struggle with the first one. Ourselves become a God, our entertainment, our, our pride. Like we're, we're struggling, right? And so when we have demonstrations of people who say, doesn't make much sense, but I'm going to do it because you told me to do it. And we see them being blessed so much to the point. We see them being blessed so much to the understanding that these material things are a product of the creator. And if I just follow the creator, I don't need these material things. And, and look, and this is the opposite of what the enemy does, right? Satan, when he comes into your life, he tries to get you to focus on the material things. He offers you the riches. He offers you the celebration of man. He offers you, you know, uh, the lust of your heart, the, the material things that we know are fleeting and don't end up leaving you anything but grief and sorrow, right? So when people, when people focus on the material things of this world, they end up feeling so empty and so lonely, right? And we see that all the time with celebrities who have all the material things in the world, how unhappy they are, right? How unsatisfied they are. It is because they've fallen in love with something that can be taken away. Even now in this very moment, even now in this very moment, you know there is something God is requiring you to do so he can get you to the next level. God will never, he will never take away something that is of your good. He will never call you to be obedient to your detriment, right? So in the story today, we learned if you've been working and toiling all night for something, right? 
and not produced anything to show for it in your own strength. Give it to God. Okay? Give it to God and allow him to tell you, how do I move forward with this? How do I get over this mountain? Okay? All right. And I love that. I, I love the story. I wanted to share it with you today because every Monday we do have a new hope. We have something to look forward to. If you opened your eyes today, man, you are mighty blessed. You are mighty blessed if you've been given a gift. I love this scripture. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Never alone. We're never alone, guys. And so this class today was amazing because this was indeed a gift. We've never seen this day before. We've never seen each other, right? Come together like this to study. And so um, God's will is being done. You're not here. I know, and this is what I want to say too. I have to remind myself about this. Is that, um, you know, Remar is a small company. And it's not for everybody. But if you are here, you're here for a reason. There is a reason that you are connecting with myself. You connect with Mark. You, can, you connect with this community. And so I'm here for I don't know how long. But I know that I'm here today because God needed you to hear. God needed you to hear these words. Okay. So as we move forward through the week and until we meet again on Wednesday, let's keep our perspective in mind that every day we have the opportunity for a new hope. Every day we have the opportunity to be a blessing to somebody else. What little you have can be great to somebody else. Okay. Uh, and so think about that. Think about that, okay? Um, and know that this this is all this is all for your good. Everything works out for your good. And no, God is not just He is not uh, He's not worried when we mess up or when we fall short, but He does know our heart. Do we have a heart to to want to serve, to want to be obedient? Are we gonna get it right every single time? Nah, probably not. That's why Jesus died for us. Thank you, Lord. Whew. Thank you for covering us. Um, but we do want to make sure that our heart is right. That our heart is right, guys. So um, I will I will see you guys on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Hey, if you need me, you have a question for me, you have a comment for me, please email me. Do you know my email? It is support at remarreview.com. And I love to hear from you. Just send me an email. Let me know what's going on. What do you need? All right. And myself and Team Remar will help you. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching. Don't forget the seven days of NCLEX is coming up soon. It's coming up soon. I don't want you to miss it. December 26th to January 1st. I want you to get the workbook and that will tell you the times. I know you guys are all over the globe. So if you go to remarnurse.com forward slash seven, the number seven, D-A-Y-S. Okay. All right. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. I will see you later. Remember, you can, you will, and you must pass in place. Bye-bye.